Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Thursday, September 7th, 2017. I talked about this on Newest, Latest, Best a while back now, maybe over a month ago, that this was a rumor, but now we know it's really happening. Rockstar Games is re-releasing L.A. Noir, their 2011 detective adventure game set in the 1940s here in Los Angeles, on new consoles, including Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch... It's coming out this November, and it includes the original game and all of its DLC, plus new console-specific features. For example, the the Switch version will feature gyroscopic gesture-based controls and HD rumble, as well as a new, quote, wide over-the-shoulder camera angle and contextual touchscreen controls for portable detective work. Not really sure... What that means exactly, but it's very exciting that this game is coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, I think a really cool, big, long, interesting, deep game uh, playable on that portable console is cool. Uh, Meanwhile, over on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, they've got their own improvements, including enhanced lighting and clouds, new cinematic camera angles, and high-resolution textures, which is pretty cool. In fact, the game will be supporting 4K resolutions on PlayStation 4 Pro and the Xbox One X. And if you're not familiar with L.A. Noir, I think this is one of the underappreciated games in Rockstar's oeuvre. It is uh, a game that I think came out to mixed reviews. In fact, my own review of L.A. Noir at the time was mixed. I think this game had a lot going for it. It was really pushing the upper boundaries of technology at the time it came out. It was really trying some new, interesting things. The idea of having to study the facial tics and reactions of subjects you are interrogating is pretty cool, and I think really was a novel concept at the time. It's a big, sprawling adventure, as is typical of Rockstar Games, and I think that the game just kind of outstayed its welcome a bit for me. It was a little too long. It starts with a really fascinating uh, look at the Black Dahlia murders uh, in L.A., which is something I've read a lot about and was kind of interested in, and, and it really does have a very cool, fictionalized take on on those mysteries, But then the game doesn't end there. It kind of crescendos uh, with the Black Dahlia murders. And then you move on to the arson unit. And the game kind of, I think, just languishes a little bit toward its its back third. And I think that kind of uh, resulted in some not-so-positive feelings about it. But it, it is very much worth playing. It's really fascinating to be able to wander around and drive through 1940s Los Angeles that they've recreated in in fairly authentic detail. So I highly recommend, if you haven't had a chance to play L.A. Noir, uh, I'm excited to see how much better it's going to look on these new consoles, and I'm excited for a whole new audience to get a, a chance to play it. 
But that's not all, guys. Alongside this announcement, Rockstar also mentioned they're developing a virtual reality version of L.A. Noir. It's probably not going to be the game itself. It's called L.A. Noir: The VR Case Files, and it's coming out for HTC Vive. Interestingly, no mention of any other VR headset in the announcement, so no PlayStation VR, no Oculus at this point. But I'm very curious to see. This is something that I've been clamoring for for a long time. When people say, what is your dream VR game? I keep referencing L.A. Noir and the idea of looking into the eyes of an AI character sitting across the table from you and studying their face and leaning into them and interrogating them and seeing how they react. All of that will be so much cooler in VR and having them be you know, size appropriate and, and you feel like you're sitting right across from them. I love this idea, and I'm excited to see what the VR case files has to offer. I'm, I'm hopeful that it isn't just uh, a mini-game collection of, of these interrogations or something along those lines. The, the title does seem to indicate it might be a, uh, a one-off sort of tech demo-y kind of situation. I hope not. I hope it's a much bigger, robust game. But it remains to be seen. All of it comes out November 14th. One of my most anticipated games of the fall is South Park, The Fractured But Whole. Uh, I've seen the game uh, at several events, and I couldn't be more excited. I thought the first South Park role-playing game was uh, very good, but the game itself needed work, and it looks like The Fractured But Whole is going to improve every aspect. And, you know, one of the things I love most about South Park is how subversive and challenging it is, how it will take on big issues and be merciless in its satire to just brutally skewer topics that are happening in the mainstream, in the news, and to use comedy to reveal some interesting truths. Now, this morning, Eurogamer is talking about, I think, a brilliant, subversive piece of satire that is just one part of what South Park The Fractured Butthole will have in it. They say in the character creation screen, there is a difficulty slider, and the difficulty of the game corresponds to the skin color of your character. So if you play the game easier, you are whiter. And if you play the game harder, you are darker in skin color. So you play as a person of color, and everything is harder for you. Wow. Uh, What a brilliant piece of commentary that is. In fact, uh, they report that during that process in the game, uh, Eric Cartman will comment, don't worry, this doesn't affect combat, just every other aspect of your whole life. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Brilliant, in my opinion. And really, actually, from a gameplay perspective, pretty bold and interesting as well, because usually those kinds of sliders do only affect combat. But in this game, it will affect how much money you make and how other characters treat you throughout the game. Man, uh, I think that's a pretty powerful, interesting piece of commentary to include in your video game. And perhaps gamers who don't think about these kinds of issues will have an experience outside of their own for a moment, inside the context of what is a A silly video game. I think it could possibly actually open some minds. 
So what does everybody think of Destiny 2 so far? I certainly played many hours yesterday, and I have clicked into a really, really fun gameplay loop. All of the new adventures and mission types and things that are available to you to do at any given moment uh, are pretty compelling. I love the idea of having all of these options at my disposal and able to switch between uh, doing a story mission and doing a side mission and or just hopping into one of the events that pops up in the environment all around me that all the other players are jumping into. It's pretty cool, and I'm definitely having a lot of fun with the game. I'm playing on PlayStation 4 Pro. It looks gorgeous. I, I you know, Very early on in my experience yet with the game, but uh, I have clocked into what makes this such a compelling experience, getting new loot, leveling up my, my light level, and uh, taking on bigger and bigger challenges. The shooting is fun. The enemies are varied and interesting. And there seems to be lots of stuff to do in each of the environments. And the environments themselves are very different from one another. I've gotten to, uh, I guess, the second world, Titan, at this point, and doing a bunch of stuff there. So, again, very early on in my in my experience with Destiny 2, but I'm I'm having a great time. I will say, though... It's interesting to see the new emphasis on narrative. That's something I complained about a lot with the first Destiny is how the narrative felt um, very uncompelling to me, especially in vanilla Destiny. I know a lot of people have reported to me that the big expansions like the Taken King really did a much better job with story. But I didn't really play those. I only experienced Vanilla WoW, and I was very excited to hear that Destiny 2 was going to have a bigger emphasis on narrative and have a much more compelling single-player campaign. And I think that's true. I think that the uh, the single-player campaign is more interesting. But man, I don't understand why games like this have to have such an impenetrable backstory and such a dense poorly illustrated universe it is it's 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 really unwelcoming to new players in my opinion and they don't lay things out they don't give you a clear sense of who you are in the context of the world what's going on and everything happens very very quickly at the beginning of the game mild spoilers for the first half an hour of the game but and this is you know common everybody kind of knows this but basically you lose your light you lose the war to a big bad new enemy and you lose your light which is what makes you a guardian makes you special gives you all those special powers but you get them back very fast it's kind of it kind of undercuts the importance of that occurrence by stealing you your light and then immediately in the first mission oh there it is it's sitting over there in this big thing just go over and touch it and you'll get your light back to me narratively from a story perspective that's pretty weak and i understand from a gameplay perspective you want to give the player back what makes them special what makes them feel like a player in destiny all those powers and and double jump and all that stuff but i feel like it short shrifts your the the weight of what you're trying to convey and it ends up feeling just like a contrivance to give you a numbered sequel, a contrivance to say, hey, we're rebooting, we're resetting all of your powers, you have to level everything up again, we took away all your items. It, it feels less like a cool story moment than a mechanic that was necessitated by this big numbered sequel. And I think that's unfortunate. 
for as much as I'm enjoying the game and liking a lot of it, I think that the way that is handled is clumsy and not particularly compelling and not effective. And I think it could have been so much cooler if they had figured out a way to do it and make it feel like you actually have to work to get that light back or you know there were actual stakes and consequences for losing your light and f- instead you have a moment where it's like oh we we're, we can die now and oh wait but there's your light try to get it you got it okay on with the game it just feels very very temporary and unimpactful to me i wonder if you agree if you're having a great time with destiny 2 i certainly am don't get me wrong i just uh see some warts as well. 